Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad that you're here and you're listening on this Sunday morning. We are going to continue talking about telling your story for God's glory. You know, we all have a story, and our story could help someone else. We go through things so that God can change us and help us minister and encourage other people. So I'm excited to have this next guest come in today, and he is going to share some amazing things and share his story. And it's a story of redemption. It's a story of God's grace. It's a story of second chances and even stories of coming through the fire unharmed. So Lord, we know that you're there and you're going to be there with us. So if you're listening, we thank you for listening. And I would like to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab a hold of Jesus and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer and we'll introduce our guest. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for today. Thank you for just this day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for your redemption. We thank you that you help us, Lord. You give us that grace. Even when we don't think we deserve it, Lord, you're there. You're there for us through the fire. You're there for us in the hard times. You're there for us in the good times. You're always there for us. There's nothing that can separate us from your love. So we thank you. And I thank you for this testimony that we're about to hear. And Lord, how you have changed this individual and Lord restored him and his life. And so thank you. And I pray for all the listeners today who are listening. May they hear something today that helps them on their journey. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I would like to introduce my special guest. His name is Robert Palmer, and not the singer Robert Palmer. Not the singer. But um, no, Robert Palmer, and he and his wife go to church with where my husband and I go to church, and we're in the same Sunday school class, and um, have known them a while, and have known that they have a story. In fact, I interviewed his wife a couple months ago. You may have heard her story, Jackie Palmer. And I said, I need to interview your husband. Well, here he is. We're in January, and he's come in. So welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. Doing well. Good. Good to see you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Good to see you. Tell us a little bit about your background. Um, I know that you were not born in Texas, no. but you were raised in Texas, in the um, Granbury area. In, the, right? in Granbury, right. I was born in South Carolina, and we moved to Texas in 81, uh-huh. uh, graduated high school, uh, went to Texas A&M and then went in the Marine Corps. Okay, uh, wonderful. Came back uh, from the Marines and got married. Mm-hmm. Um, been in Texas ever since. So mm-hmm. I've been here probably what, 40 years now, right. I guess. So. so it sounds like you've led a great life. You've, you've done all the right things, right? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's where this Not story comes in. Because when you describe your life, and you mm. grew up in church, right? We did. I did. People yes. looking at you think, he's got it all together. Mm. Nothing has ever happened to him. Right. So you're going to share some things that are very personal to you, yes. but you're doing this for God's glory. Absolutely. So start with your first issue with, Addiction. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm an alcoholic. I'm open about that, uh, and I've been sober for almost uh, five and a half years now. My sobriety date is September 1st of 2017. 
uh, and for that I'm eternally grateful. Uh, but my my drinking start I, I I remember my first drink. I mean, you know, as, as you know, we've talked about. But I it was my dad had left a, a Jack and Coke sitting on the counter. I was probably four or five years old and uh, didn't. You know, I just assumed it was a Coke. Right, and, right. Because you know, I mean, we're grow, you know growing up, there was always Cokes around the house and. And so I grabbed it and took a drink of it. And um, I mean, I, re- I remember it was hot and and sweet, but then I also remember that it just, you know, kind of gave me a, 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 a calm feeling. Right. I guess. Did you and drink it all? No, it was <laughs> just, just one, one sip. Just one, one sip of it. Only I, takes I, one drink. That, that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, one, you know, one's too many and a thousand's not enough. Right, so, right. Um, but it was, you know, it just, I, I just remember the, the, the feeling I had, mm-hmm. uh, you don't really, you know, um, that, you know, wow, this felt good, mm-hmm. you know, and, and even after one drink and being that young, um, and never really had any repercussions from it or anything as far as that went, I mean, you know, did the normal, you know, the high school kid drinking stuff. I mean, until my senior year in high school. And a, a group of us got caught drinking um, mm-hmm. before a football game. Uh, well, we got caught drinking on Thursday night before, before the football, football game, game on Friday. Friday. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Were there uh, well, repercussions we, uh, from yeah, that? Yeah. Yes, there were. Uh, I mean, we, got, uh, we didn't get caught that night, but after the game the next fr- that Friday night, uh, we lost the game. And the coach called all the parents into the locker room and made the four of us stand up in front mm-hmm. of the um, – in front of the team and everybody and said oh. that you four are the reason we lost the game really? because you were oh, out gosh. drinking last night. Yeah, you know, none of us had any clue that that was, you know, going to um, happen. That that, that was going to happen. Yeah. And, and that wasn't why we lost. I mean, we got we got whipped that night, but and we were down in Comanche. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Never forget that. But um, did fo- you know that you had a problem? Did you feel like you had a no, problem that no. just kind of No, it, it was always um, just a, you know, kind of a Social uh, thing. A, a teen thing, you know, yeah. teen thing. I mean, yeah. you know, every, you know, they, they were, um, and so we got, you know, we got kicked off. The coach threatened to kick us off the team. Um, and then we uh, got, um, well, actually, I need to backtrack. I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. there Because there, there was a reaper, there was a problem that the summer before that, that happened that fall. Uh, myself and probably six or seven other kids uh, were out at uh, this housing development out on the lake in Granbury. And one of the kids, uh, they were all younger than me. I always looked the oldest, so mm-hmm. I was the one that bought the beer. And, uh, and one of the kids decided he was going to break into a house. It was oh, an empty lake house right. that was there. And he went in the house, and you know, s- several of the others did as well. I didn't, but several others did. And somebody heard heard them in there, called mm-hmm. the police, and then so we all got arrested and, and got charged with criminal mischief. I mean, because nothing, you know, it wasn't anything major. You know, it wasn't burglary or anything like that. It was, just, you know, Kid, uh, kids, kids, being, you know, kids being stupid, being kids. stupid, right? And um, but again, drinking but again, was involved. But drinking was okay. involved. So, drinking so these was are involved. decisions that exactly, you know. Um, and so that happened that summer, and then in the fall that year was when we got in trouble uh, for drinking before the football game. And you know, the coach threatened to kick us off the team. Um, three of us, he said, "Well, 
you can accept my punishment or you're off the team. And so, yeah, but he wasn't going to tell us what the punishment was. And so we, you know, three of us accepted the punishment. One of us, one of the guys didn't. And so he was off the team. And the three of us, we ended up, our punishment was after practice every day. We had to run a mile I was going to say, I bet it was running. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was running a mile yeah. in pads after practice, after every practice. And so needless to say, I was in the best shape of my I life. Bet, I, <laughs> I bet, I mean, bet. Um, so then after high school, after tell high me, school, kind of, did you uh, went continue to college. drinking in college? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it, that it, environment. Absolutely, yeah, yes, so. absolutely. Um, and and that's, that's one of the reasons my grades suffered. Okay. Um, there was no doubt about that. I spent plenty of time at the Dixie Chicken mm-hmm. uh, across the street from my dorm um, at A&M. And so, yeah, my grades suffered. And my parents decided, you know what, you're having way too much fun. Yeah. You're not studying. You know, you need to figure out what you're going to do with your life. And so at that point, I went in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Uh, got married just before I did that, uh, before I, just before I enlisted. Uh, and spent four years in the Marine Corps. And that time was pretty, it was pretty much normal. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there was no, no problems, no repercussions. Um, uh, and so it... Um, I did have, prior to getting married, I got my first DWI. I mm. left that out. Um, and so uh, that was one of the reasons why I decided to go in the Marine Corps as well. Um, and uh, Did it help you to go in the Marine Corps? I, not really. I mean, because I, I was around a bunch of all single guys for the mm-hmm. most part. I mean, there were some of us married that we lived off base uh, in apartments, but it, it, it was fairly calm and mm-hmm. uh, just a normal, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like a, a college town right. atmosphere, right. but kind of, I mean, we we're yeah. all a little bit older yeah. than that. Um, and so it, it was, it was fairly normal, nothing excessive. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were parties and stuff, but there was never yeah. any, at least, you know, on my part, there was never anything out of the ordinary. Right. So you didn't um, think you had a problem. No, you just, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I was just young and dumb yeah. and got caught. Right, you know, and, right. So when did things change then? Um, things changed after my first, my wife committed suicide. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, she, she had been in a car accident when she was five years old and had her neck broken. Mm. Um, and you'd never have known it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because this was in 1971, 72, right. when her neck was broken. And She's lucky to be alive. She was she, then. Absolutely. But. Um, but one of the things that we found out is that 20, 30 years down the road, after a severe spinal cord injury, you, your body, you start having problems, physical oh, problems. Yeah. And they, basically the doctor, there's nothing for the doctors to fix. Really? At that point. Oh. Uh, I mean, all they could do is treat it. And yeah. the only way they could treat it was with opioids. Mm, and so she got addicted to those. Mm. Um, and she had you know, been doctor shopping and things like that. And, and I was traveling a lot on the road uh, for mm-hmm. work at the time. And she had an incident where she passed out while she was driving, um, going to pick up our daughter at school. Oh my gosh! And uh, luckily, I mean, she didn't hurt anybody. Oh, didn't, okay. Didn't yeah. you know nothing? That's were, scary. Nothing, it just yeah. yeah, very scary. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you know, I said, okay, well, I've got to change jobs mm-hmm. so I can stay home. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when I I realized how much of a caretaker our 11 year old daughter was being to her while I was gone. Oh, I see. Um, 
because I, I just didn't see it. I mean, you know, yeah. she was she was hiding it. Um, and at that point, you know, there, there I came down to some ultimatums. I mean, look, let's yeah, you know, let's get you help. You know, part of the problem with opioid addiction, which I mean, I, I don't have personal you know experience with, but one of the things that I found out when I went to treatment for my alcohol addiction was that opioids create false pain. And so what really? they, what it does okay. is it that's how it, that's why how the addiction happens is because your mind believes that you're still in pain and so you need to take more. Okay. And so I the, get you know, that. And, yeah. so, and it's so it's a constant it's just having, the constant to, feed, having feed to feed it. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a lot of people find is that if they get treatment and they get off the opioids, their pain level's not as bad as they thought mm-hmm. it was. Did she ever try to get I, help? We tr- I tried several times, yeah. um, and she wouldn't. And finally, she moved out. Um, you know, I said, look, you know, I mean, this is your choice: you get treatment or um, or move out. And so she said she moved out. And I guess within a month of, of her moving, two months of her moving mm-hmm. out, she committed suicide. Oh, that just, um, I'm so sorry. And so, I and mean, you think that's the moment when really you started uh, drinking more? I, Did I, you blame I yourself? Had start, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, because, I mean, if I hadn't, I, in my mind, if I hadn't issued the ultimatum. Right, you know, right. Get help Get or help else. or leave. Yeah. And, you know, and she chose leave. I mean, and I'm, I, looking back, my drinking started increasing prior to yeah. that. To um, escape? To you escape. Think, to escape the oh, there's problems. There's no question. And, and, uh, there's no question. And I can imagine the depression that yes. hits uh, yeah, you. Yeah, and, I, and alcohol is a depressant. Is a depressant. But it's a, like the opioids. Right. You want more as you, That's you know. A, and then just sleep it yeah. off. Right. And kind of and, not and, have to and, deal with situation. At that point, did you know the Lord in your life? You said no, you've grown up, but no, you did not, not have a relationship. No, with not at the all. Lord. Not at all. I, I'd grown up in the Episcopal Church, um, and you know, went to church. I mean, at that by that point, I had stopped going to church. Probably mm-hmm. hadn't uh, been in church in probably ten years or so, um, and so you know, just had no. Didn't really have friends. Didn't mm-hmm. really have, uh, you know, a, it was somewhat estranged from my parents. Yeah. Um, so there, there was not a, a relationship there. It right. was, you know, pretty much me, or at least yeah. I felt it was. Well, looking back, what would you have done differently at that moment where, okay, you lost your wife, you know, she committed suicide right. instead of turning to the alcohol? Sure. Which I, you know, that's just a lot of people right now listening might be going through this yeah. right now. Um, what advice would you give? <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, looking back, I mean, it, it's there. There are so many different things things that would have had to have been different. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you know, had had I had that relationship with Jesus, um, you right. know, I mean, obviously, I, I would have you know gotten been able to get on my knees and pray and right. ask you know and, and ask for forgiveness. I mean, because mm-hmm. that. Really, I mean, it, it took me, uh, it was probably a good 10 years of hard, heavy drinking um, mm. before I finally got sober. Yeah. And um, it, it was just all because I couldn't forget, I couldn't forgive her 
for you know for leaving me with our our 12 year old daughter mm-hmm. at that time yeah. you know leaving my, our daughter without a mother right yeah you know, how, how dare she how could she do that yeah you know? and leaving and you've not forgiving yourself and not and absolutely for, 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 for yeah for because yeah. i felt like i forced i i'm the one that caused it to happen yeah you know if i hadn't done this then that right. wouldn't have but happened. if you would have prayed and, and had that relationship it, god would have revealed I, I, to you I it's not believe, your fault you I know that, that you, to be the case Absolutely. Okay, well, let's now talk about, you have a beautiful wife now named <laughs> yes, Jackie yes. That, I, that I just love. And tell me, okay, so you, you've kind of, you're drinking 10 mm-hmm. years, but you meet Jackie, you're still having the issue with alcohol. Oh, absolutely. Correct? She lived Did, through seven of the 10. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> so, what, part of what her story right. was and, and how she had rescued you a couple multiple of time, times. Multiple she times. She always knew where to find me. And that is God. <laughs> it is. Because she is. had that relationship with Christ. Because I didn't want to be found. You didn't. No, you were trying to leave and escape. Yes. But you loved your wife and you wanted it to work. And yes. so tell me what was the turning point when uh, you finally said, okay, Jackie, I, you know, and I want to get well. I'm, right. You know, what um, honestly, it, it really wasn't as much me saying it. Um, as I, I had, lo- had lost my job like two or three days beforehand. Um, and I, w- I would get up in the morning, get dressed like I was going to work, get in the car, mm-hmm. drive away, you know, like, and then wait for her to go to work. And then I'd come back home and drink. She didn't and know. She you- didn't know for oh, okay. two or three days. Wow. Okay. And then for some reason, she came home at lunch um, on a Thursday. For a some Thursday. reason. Exactly. I mean, I know God. I, I know what the, mm-hmm. yes, yes. We know what the Isn't reason great, was. That- but. Um, that day she decided to come home at lunch and I was sitting there, you know, with beer cans all around Mm. and, you know, on the couch drinking. And, um, you know, she took, uh, took my keys and my wallet and everything and, uh, and left and called some friends of ours from church that we've been going to life group with who absolutely knew that I had a drinking problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Ryan, uh, called me, uh, probably... Oh, probably an hour or so after Jackie left that afternoon. Um, and he called me and said, all right, we've got a place for you to go and we're going to pick you up. And I just said, okay, I'm ready. Well, um, thank I, God I, for, for them. Absolutely. Cause it, it, it was basically my second time to go to treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had gone, um, before six, well, eight years before, nine mm-hmm. years before. Mm-hmm. Um, but this and, time God was involved. Absolutely. You were involved in yes, a church. Absolutely. And a we were group. involved in a church. Mm-hmm. I'd just been baptized that summer. Really? Okay. Um, awesome. And so, you Giving know, your point, heart and life to Christ. Right. Yeah. And at that point, I just, you know, I, I, I got on my knees and I prayed and I just said, you know, God just, you know, relieve me of this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, burden and, and the desire to drink. And he has. And, and, and at, since that day, is yeah. se- September 1st of 2017. Wow. That's amazing. Um, only God. Only. That's only it. God. Only. Because That's people it. say, how can I quit? How can I not have these temptations to drink? Right. If you ever have had <clears throat> that, what do you do? I pray. I mean, that's it. I mean, I, I you know, take a step back. Uh, mm-hmm. And especially the first, first year um it's really interesting because uh, the i was in treatment for a month um and it the you know it's easy when you're in treatment because you're you know you're kind of i'm not gonna say locked down because i could have walked out the door at any time 
that I wanted to. It's not like I was in jail. Right, you right. Know? Um, but the the desire to drink um, pretty much just left. I mean, it was gone. I mean, once after I prayed, um, and I had asked Jackie to bring my Bible up that night as well. Mm-hmm. And I sat down in the room, um, and I, I just, you know, I, I just pop, plopped it open in my lap and, um, just kind of, and the very first thing that I opened to was Isaiah, chapter 40 and my eyes were for some reason drawn to verse 30 and it's even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall but those who hope in the lord will renew their strength um yes and that and you know and that was just you know that resonated i said okay so god i'm gonna test you again uh and so i flipped the you know so so i just you know grabbed the button and flipped the page to um just flip to another um uh, just flip the pages open and I went to Proverbs and it was um, Proverbs 23 saying 19 and who has woe who has sorrow who has strife who has complaints who has needless bruises who has bloodshot eyes mm. those who linger over wine who go to sample bowls of mixed wine do not gaze at wine when it is red when it sparkles in the cup when it goes down smoothly in the end, it bites like a snake and poisons like a viper. Wow. I, I'm um, not familiar with that one. I, I oh, wasn't wow. either. That's like right telling <laughs> it's, you it's, what it, you yeah, want to hear. Exactly. And like I said, I just, you know, I opened the Bible mm-hmm. to, and first thing was Isaiah. And then I just, mm-hmm. you know, reached over and grabbed a few pages back and, and opened to Proverbs. God and, speaks through his word. Yes. Wow. That's no just a great I, example. I still get chills, yeah. you know, just reading yeah. it and reading it out loud. What a great story. Now, let me talk about a little bit something that happened to you recently. Okay, so you're you're doing well, you mm-hmm. know, you're you're married and y'all are happily married and yes. serving in the church or yes. in the choir. What happened to you in February? And this right. just came out of nowhere. Yes, it did. And just it, let's talk about it because God sure. uses even these things. Right. Absolutely. In February, I did. We had a big pile of brush and everything, and I, I needed to burn it, which I'd done on right. our property number. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you how many times. Um, and as was my habit, I always just poured gasoline on it and then uh, waited a little while and, and paid attention because uh, to the wind and stuff mm-hmm. and and would light it and you know and I always it would you know there'd be a big boom and, yeah you know, but I'm far enough away from right. it and stuff it yeah. didn't you know there was no problem but this time this one time. Uh, was doing it and uh, like I said earlier Jackie said you know don't don't set yourself on fire <laughs> you know it was the last thing she said to oh, me wow. and my last words were I don't plan to and then all of a sudden boom oh. I mean it was just a big explosion oh my god um and I I I remember hearing it um or maybe feeling it more mm-hmm. than anything I guess mm-hmm. uh, the heat but then the ne- the very next thing I remember is being um, thrown. I don't, you know, basically being thrown out of it and wow. on my face, laying on the ground, and I'm I'm patting my back, patting my head, oh. um, you know, because I wasn't sure what was still, you know, what was on fire, if anything was on fire, um, and you know, I had you know jeans and a long denim shirt and everything on, uh, but my face, I had. 
second and third degree burns on my face, my head, my right hand, because uh, I had a glove on my left and a long sleeve shirt. Um, and I, I, you know, Jackie screamed and came running because she was standing out there when it happened. Mm-hmm. And we both, I mean, I, I got up and, you know, kind of started brushing myself off. I mean, I was, I was shaking, but I didn't, you know, didn't think it was that bad. I thought, okay, well, I, you know, I got out of it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and she comes imagine. running up, and, you know, and the skin's kind of, you oh. know, sloughing off and stuff. So, I mean, it was a, a mm-hmm. nasty sight. Um, and she's a, firefi- a former firefighter. Oh, uh, I did not And know so, you know, so she knew what what to do. But when it's somebody close to you, you know, your tra- that training kind of, you know, tends mm-hmm. to go out the window. Right. Uh, and so she called uh, um, a really good friend of ours, Garrett Gunn, mm-hmm. um, who's a firefighter, and you know asked him, okay, what you know, here's what happened. What do we need to do? And so you know, he walked her through. It. While she was talking to him on the phone, I went and got in the shower and took my clothes. I, you know, and this wasn't anything he said. I just went and took it. You know, I figured, okay, well, I need to get all this, mm-hmm. you know, any gas or anything off, and then we'll figure out what's. Um, Were you in pain? At that point, no. Really? Um, Yeah, I think the adrenaline was still. Yeah, still. um, Because I I was, I was still fairly, you know, fairly calm. I mean, I took a shower and changed clothes, Mm. and you know, I'm thinking, well, I mean, you know, kind of looking, and it didn't look that bad. I'm thinking, well, I don't think I need to go to the hospital, and then, but Garrett was insistent, said, no, you need to go to the hospital. And while she was, Jackie was still talking to Garrett, I actually got on the tractor. And moved my tractor because it was, you know, close to the burn pile. Yeah. And Jackie comes out, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and so we we did that. And she took me to the hospital. Uh, and on the way to the hospital, I guess, is when the adrenaline kind of oh, went yes. away. Yeah. And, the I mean, pain. the pain starts, mm-hmm. you know, started setting in. And um, they, they were really worried that, you know, I had damaged my eyes and that mm-hmm. I might have inhaled because uh, they, they were afraid, you know, that if I inhaled any of it, that it would have damaged my lungs. And, um, and to this day, I mean, they, I spent four days at Parkland um in their burn unit there and the doctors to this they still don't really know how i escaped out of it as you know with as little damage right. as what's happened because um, looking at you you can't even tell uh, looking at my you, face you, you never know it no, no. I mean, my, other than that it looks like i got a, a facial peel you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> um and I, I have a scar on my right hand but that's about yeah. it um what do you think, what did you learn from that? God just I, um, saved you in the fire. Absolutely. The fire. I mean, we, and it, it's ironic because, I mean, this was a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, that Sunday in, um, in Sunday school class, David Clark was teaching on um, uh, Meshach, uh, Abednego, and Daniel oh, um, wow. uh, in the, being thrown in the fire. No way. And that, that was, yeah. That was, and they that, survived the fire. And they survived God the fire. An uh, you know, and, and yeah. With the, you know, no smoke, no singeing yeah. or anything. And I said, well, and, you know, their faith must be a little bit stronger than mine because I got singed. But, you know. <laughs> It's, but you're here, but and, I'm here, and God has a plan for you. And, and I, I you, truly believe. What that. do you think? What's the next uh, part of your life entail? What do, I pray about that mm-hmm. pretty much every day, uh, just you know, for God to open that door. Um, mm-hmm. And 
I, I, I don't know what it is yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I know there's something that, yeah. you know, that he's kept me around for. That's right. Um, I mean, because there's been, you know, a, 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 a sort of suicide attempt when I was drinking. Um, yeah. you know, obviously the fire, the, yeah. the drinking, how, I mean, right. how I didn't, the DWIs, yeah, how the two, you D, didn't two DWIs, I mean, how I didn't, you know, kill mm-hmm. somebody else or myself in yeah. a car accident. Yeah. Um, you know, God absolutely had, has had his hand on my life, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of it at the time yeah. or, you know, right. didn't pay attention to it yeah. at the time. Yeah. There's always yeah. hope, right? Absolutely. For someone listening who might be going yes. through some things, I mean, what would you say to them? Don't give up. No, never, never give up. I mean, there's, there's always hope, and there, there's, there. Everybody has second chances. Right. And right. that's the thing. I mean, you know, this. Um, no matter what, uh, you know, you may feel that you know you're 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 worthless and you're you're just mm-hmm. your life's not worth living or whatever. And and I've been there. And I promise you that's, that is the furthest thing from the truth. Right. There, I mean, whether it's, you know, there's somebody out there that needs you and needs to hear mm-hmm. your story, just that's like right. hopefully, you know, somebody hearing my story yeah. um, today will yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. be able to, mm-hmm. to say, you know, I mean, there but for the grace of God go I, mm-hmm. and, and if he can mm-hmm. do it, then so can I. And you had shared your, your testimony with me. You had written it out mm-hmm. that you had shared. And there was one piece of advice that you said, um, and that was so impactful. The first thing to do if you don't know what to do is do what? Pray. Right. Don't do anything no. but pray. Pray. That's it. Stop. And don't you wish you might have wished you oh, would have done no that? No question. There is yeah. no question. There's so many times in my life uh, when I look back at things that, you know, if I had taken the chance to pause and pray, pray that you know, things probably would have turned out different and better. Yeah. Um, yeah. And unfortunately I didn't, now I do. Right. I, I make that conscious, you know, and, and, and it has to be a conscious decision. Right. Uh, it I mean, does. You, know, I mean, you have to actually, you know, it, it requires effort on your part. It's, yeah. You can't expect yeah. God to just do everything for you. You've yes. got to put it in the work. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming today and sharing your story. Very impactful. And I'm so glad that you are not dealing with alcoholism anymore. I mean, you're free from that addiction and that you came through the fire unharmed. I mean, you're doing well. And um, I just thank you so much. So would you close us in prayer? Absolutely. This is a prayer that I say pretty much every night. Oh, awesome. Um, dear Lord, I just want to thank you for keeping me sober today, Lord, and I pray that uh, by your grace I'll stay sober tomorrow, Lord. And I just pray for all those who are addicted to alcohol, drugs, whatever it may be, Lord, that you would touch their hearts and, and give them the peace and grace that you have shown me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved.